Welcome to the Come Clean Pod, a place where we take the taboo out of TMI. We're stripping away shame and eradicating embarrassment through conversations held with honesty, humor, and humanity. We're your hosts. I'm Holiday. And I'm Mando. Come with us while we do our dirty laundry. Especially after our conversation about Taylor Swift and the problem with free yoga, I was like, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to finish my website and I'm going to be able to be searchable when people come up to Vermont. A lot of people come up to Vermont and for bachelorette parties and you know things like that. And they just go on the internet and they search mm-hmm. yoga and then they book somebody for their party. When I go somewhere, I I search. It's the first thing I search. Yeah. So especially when you come up like with your Airbnb and whatever, like people come up with a group. So I finally like made it even possible to find me. I love and it. I think it came out so good. Thank you. Um. Yeah. And I started the website in August and I mean, I started in my head years ago, but then I started building it in August. And a couple weekends ago, I find I just I had like a I, I never I am good about kind of getting my vision in my head. And then, you know, it's just like anything like you have to have the drafts usually. And um, I was like close, I was really close with a lot of stuff. But I wasn't I could have that was a working website. It was pretty much done but there was just like something off the colors were just like just not there and Mm -hmm. the logo was just just not there and I got this like wave of inspiration a couple weekends ago and I tweaked everything and was like yes this is it that's like actually the one thing I really really miss about my business was when I would create whether it was like a website or a flyer or a social media post or something like that, though I really enjoyed that process. Yeah. And now I just read about, you know, human development all day long. So <laughs> does that like get in your head with your kids and stuff? Like now, like, because you're developing humans, does that like start to get into your head and like mess with your daily life at all? I will say, okay, so I'm taking two courses right now, and um, one of them is human development. And it is, honestly, I mean, it is a very challenging class. The amount of material that's in that class, I swear, could probably be broken up into two or maybe even three classes. So we're really getting hammered right now with, you know, information. But there, the entire section that is early childhood development is so fascinating to me. I just think it's fascinating anyways now that I'm at the age that I'm at cuz now I'm more toward, you know, middle a middle stage of my life, so I've experienced a lot of it. And so, yes, it does it the answer is yes, but <laughs> also it's very um reassuring because it makes me feel like, oh, like all right, I've done some things right as a parent or, you know, like a lot of the stuff that really hit home for me. And I know that this will probably hit home for you too, based on our experiences with our parents is about um, healthy attachment versus unhealthy attachments. And 
it's really interesting what happens to children who are not securely attached to their parents mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I know we have our own definition of attachment through the practice. This is mm-hmm. entirely different. This is, you know, secure attachment to your parents as a child is actually the most healthy thing because it shows us that we're loved. It gives us that Mm -hmm. fulfillment that we need as adults. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when something doesn't go right in the system, um, oftentimes there's a lot of struggle with it later on, whether it's like anxiety or depression or, Mm. you know, maladaptive behaviors or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that like everything is dependent on that, but yeah, now, now you've, now do I sound like a grad student? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm I'm really tired. I would like mm. to not be so tired all the time, but I will say that I probably spend I I, I don't even want to admit how many hours because I think grad school says you know oh you're only going to spend about sixteen hours a week on this. I that no <laughs> not true not true for me. I probably spent like at least thirty. You know what I mean? So. Mm. It was just one of those things that's always on my mind. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it all the time. Like, just it's constantly on my brain. So I'm enjoying it, I guess. I guess that's a long-winded way of saying <laughs> it's it's enjoyable. I can't believe I'm saying that. But yeah. Well, so that's thanks. awesome. I want to know why I don't understand a, what a woman has never taught me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why do I continue to touch my pimples? <laughs> you would think that someone would have taught me by now. And I know, I know someone obviously has, but I, it's always going to happen. I know. I, I, tell, I tell myself every time, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, don't touch it. And then you do and you regret it mm-hmm. so hard. Please tell me there are other people who are listening that still cannot resist. I can't. What the fuck is that all about? I can't. I, well, when I remember that pimple patches exist and that they are awesome and they work. Why then, didn't they exist when we were teenagers? Oh my god, that's some fucking right? bullshit. Ugh. And now they have ones that are like shapes, and it's like it's like a fashion thing. Like I have a, this is gonna sound fucking bizarre. I have a fifteen year old friend, and no, she's it's like, not. Ooh, I I want to get the um when we go shopping, can I can we try to find the star um pimple patches? And she like they like wear them. They, they wear know? them. They like, like it's no big deal. Yeah. They like wear them as fashion. And I'm like, yeah, well, we can do that. Meanwhile, I, you know, I try to wear like the, the ones that like, God forbid, God forbid anybody sees this. I, I will admit this here right now that I truly actually think I'm I'm probably somewhere, especially during adolescence, my, you know, teenage years and early 20s. I was bordering somewhere on unhealthy with my skin obsession mm-hmm. because I would pick at my face and I know there's an actual term for this. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll probably I forget what it is, but dermatomania or something, right? I don't remember. Anyways. But... Yeah, this I, was I, a thing we bonded over early, early on of like give me, like I actually it was right next to my chair where like I'll turn my ring light mirror on and put get my five time magnifying mirror and now I have some dermatological tools too, and oh, like, don't oh, I'll, that. I'll look, like, I'll try to ex- extract. Have I told you face. the chicken noodle soup story? I don't think so. Oh, this is how I knew when it got bad. Okay, so 
I used to pick up my face all the time. There were times that were worse than others. And um, so I had one of those magnifying mirrors, right? And that you know what happens with those magnifying mm-hmm. mirrors. You go in and then you don't walk away. Time yeah. goes by. You, you get okay. sucked into a weird time warp. Somehow yeah, something it is. happens in the five-time magnifying. It's like five-time magnifies the look and then something happens like with the time time that you lose (laughs) like avoid some kind of weird inverse and somehow 45 minutes have gone by and your face is just a mess Mm -hmm. you're like swollen and red but you're like when this puffiness goes down i'll be clean oh it's so yeah so i i knew that's when i knew it was bad and i was probably it was before kids um and so I was like, fuck this mirror. Like, I know that this is a problem. So I unplugged it because it had the light. It had the fucking mm. ring light on it. It was magnified. It, ma- it made everything look, you know, HD. So I will say that I am beyond the problem territory. And now I just will like, because I have uh, I'm close. I have a close friend who is an, uh, an esthetician. She has taught me the difference between w- what I can do and what I can't do mm-hmm. in, as far as like, extractions so i'm not sitting here still at 37 yeah going to town on my face in the way that i used to where i would like bleed and like same cause damage that now i can like now when i look in the five-time magnifier i'm like oh yeah that's just like a that's a deep ass scar from something i did before Mm -hmm. anyways i'm sorry continue no so i uh i take this mirror i unplug it i'm like fuck this mirror I walk it all the way downstairs into my garage, like basement, where the trash is, like the big trash. And I fucking throw it in the trash. I'm like, great. I know myself. I will dumpster dive for that shit when I have another urge to do it. So I took a can of chicken noodle soup and dumped it all over it because I was like, and now I'm not going to take it out of the trash. It's just covered in chicken noodle soup and it's going to eventually smell this week. And it went goodbye forever. Oh and that my God. was the last of my problems <laughs> and all your problems went away well that was the last time i remember really like doing some damage to my skin oh i feel so i'm not gonna get you know i'm not gonna even shame myself for that it was no sad and good for you for like making the you you like wanted to make a change and you did what you had to do i did what i had to do sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do mm-hmm. absolutely so, yeah Anyway, I do. I actually have an esthetician friend. My esthetician friend is like one of the most calming human beings I've ever met. She she has this. Sometimes, if I see her and I am feeling emotional, she'll look at me, and I will just start bawling. Like I don't know. She's just one of those people who, like, her knowing eyes will just like open my soul. I. She's. It's actually really fascinating how many what women in those types of services and like that artistry that they create, whether it's like, I mean, this is just from my experience, like fitness or estheticians or massage therapists or Reiki healers or anyone that puts their hands on you. It's such a, it's such a gift and it's truly such an, an emotional experience for me. Anytime I've ever really like connected into the energy of the service and so I feel like a little bit about what we're talking about, I want to preface by saying that 
all human beings are human, and sometimes humans drop the ball. And so I don't believe that anyone who's even listening to this is 100% to speak back to what we were talking about before, securely attached. Like not mm. that none of us are immune to an environment where we have to learn about what love means. Mm-hmm. None of yeah. us are immune to that. We all have experiences that we perceive and put into our little collection of data and say, this is what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what is true for me. That's everyone on this planet. So this is why, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I truly believe that with unhealthy boundaries, and when you're a child, you don't know any better. So mm-hmm. the person who is caring for you is responsible for you. But I'm speaking more to now as an adult. When you don't have or understand or know healthy boundaries with other human beings, the dynamics can get really wonky. And that's where conflict happens, right? So if you think back to like when you were a child, to answer your question, I think that happens because somewhere in the process, there's still wounds that have not been healed. And so for me, I'll speak to this, that growing up, I never questioned, like, did my mom love? It's it's interesting to talk about now as an adult because when I actually am like, whoop, I'm like time, you know, time travel back and remember some instances where, like, for instance, I know I've shared on this podcast, I remember very vividly being so upset about sex and the topic of sex mm. and, and having my mom kneel down to my level and hug me and be like, this is what it means. And for some reason, it landed that day, however old I was feeling like I am loved. I am, you know, I have everything I need. She understands me. There's empathy. There's compassion. So I didn't question that really like as a child, but I don't remember. And again, like my mother is human and humans drop the ball. I drop the ball. We all drop the ball. So I think I don't specifically remember a lot of hugs or like, the, you mm-hmm. know, and, and this isn't a comparison. It's just like. There are things I do as a parent now that I wish I probably could have received. And here's the other thing, too. I want to be really also clear about saying, for all I know, because my memories might be repressed, those things could have happened. And there's some Mm -hmm. other reason why I don't remember them. So that's a long-winded way of answering your question that when I have these experiences, whether it's like, I just took a yoga class and I'm laying in Shavasana and you have an emotional release and you cry or when you experience a connection with another woman who is giving that feminine energy, that feminine motherly energy, that to me is why those things happen where it's almost like it's, I use the word melt, but I'm, I, I actually would like to say it's more like an overwhelming and emotional experience for me because I haven't quite parsed out I guess I'm saying I haven't quite parsed out what that means because I know that today at this age right now, even while we're sitting here talking, there are a lot of mothering wounds that I have not healed for myself. And I, it's funny, I bought my kids um, 
Pretty Pretty Princess as a Christmas gift. Do you remember that game? Yes, it was like it was like my favorite game. I loved it so much. I actually remember wanting Pretty Pretty Princess when I was a child. I don't know. I don't even really know how old I was. I remember wanting it. And I got them that for Christmas and we were playing it. And I I, I actually started getting emotional because I'm like, I'm healing so many childhood Mm. wounds right now through playing Pretty Pretty Princess with my two daughters. And it's a silly game. If you've ever played Pretty Princess, (laughs) you know, I, I wouldn't say like it's going to heal you. But if it specifically has something, you know, that it's recollect recalling for you, then I don't know. I just thought that that was really aligned with with what we're talking about. Yeah. I love what you said. And I think that this is something to, this is something that I, I, I want to repeat because I want to carry with me is that throughout your life, you go along and you like pick, like these experiences happen to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and like people, people do things and and they may or may not feel like love to you mm. and people were doing those things some of them were trying to express love to you well let, like let's go back to childhood like really early childhood It's so like, this is why being a human is so hard because we could assume we can just, we can assume that like giving our most generous assumptions that everything your parents were doing was in honor of love and care. But from the moment you're born already, not everything is going to land in your little baby human body as love and care. So from the moment you're born, like you're already starting out of alignment. Isn't that like, that's a lot to, to a lot to think to, to then have to, it's not even your parents, it's nobody's fault. It's just, it's kind of heavy to, to process of like, because there's so many different ways to look at that. So, for example, we're talking about all this stuff today about gentle parenting and how, you know, that's that's a thing. And But when you're an infant and you cry, well, so you cry because you need mm-hmm. something. You, you it's your need, only form of communication. It's your only form of communication. So, if your parent picks you up and comforts you, or someone, an adult caretaker picks you up and comforts you, then... You're like, oh, like when I cry, my needs are met. Okay. If nobody comes, then you learn, well, nobody's coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, you could look at that two ways because there's like the cry it out method, right? Like parents are doing this now where they're like, they're letting their kids just cry it out until, you know, the kid falls asleep or whatever. And then the parent co- does eventually come back. So I think. It's really interesting because what you learn at that stage says a lot 
about how you enter the rest of your life. And I, I, I think to speak to what you're saying is it's like, we, we only learn by circumstance. So, you know, there, when people are well-meaning and their intentions are well-meaning, well, that's fine, but it doesn't always land if you don't interpret it that way. Right. And what I was, what I was getting, what I guess it was taking me a minute to get to and what I kind of what now I'm I have some more words for is like if you cry and your caregiver is like I I don't know why you're crying and they like try to give you food and you're like that's not why I'm crying and then they like try to give you a bottle and you're like that's not why I'm crying and they're like um here's your blanket and you're like that's not why I'm crying. And they like check your diaper, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's not why I'm crying either." And then they pick you up, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, <sighs> fine," you know, or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's all these different things, these mo- these like little disconnections, these like these hit and misses. It's like all Are of those things. That- Are you saying that there's like you don't know how to communicate it? Like it's almost like or that the the person who is I mean, we're using caretaker as an example or parent as an example that that they're they're not understanding what you need. Yeah, that they're that the the person trying to take care of you can be trying to take care of you Mm -hmm. and and not not know what you need and that doesn't mean that they weren't trying to take care of you but because you're a child you're an infant you know that there's just there's this disconnect and and what i think i'm i'm wondering because i'm not an enlightened being and i'm not a parent is i'm wondering if if we were as human beings more enlightened and more in tune and more mindful, I wonder if there's a level of of connectedness and mindfulness and presence that would like if we were moving from this place of like stillness and and connection and calmness where we could be more attuned to everyone in our lives like actual needs and actual motivations and actual from any age but especially as babies where there wouldn't be so many swings and misses so that as they as we grew as the you know if we started from babies like as they grew it wouldn't feel so profound when someone who you're paying to touch you to mm-hmm. clean clean your face <laughs> <laughs> cleans your face and you they just look at you and you know you know in that in that moment in that space you can like unzip your armor and and like be your most vulnerable self because like that person is the person who knows and is giving you what it is that you need and you don't have to go through all those steps of like, no, it's not that, but thank you for trying. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a, 
it would, it, you know, it's, it's going to take effort and time and a See, lot we've of... talked about this a little bit before that I, I actually still, I'm curious to hear what your take on this is. I feel like we're actually a little bit different in this regard. I, I still have that experience, but there, I, I can't, I, I don't think, ooh, wow. Um, I don't think I've ever actually been really that vulnerable, like actually let myself down in those such situations or let my guard down in those. I, I'm talking, this is hard. This is so hard to, to articulate because I guess we've had the conversation around like when you pay someone for that type of service, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're paying for them to treat you as such. But when we were talking about it, when, when we were discussing my childcare woes at one point, and I was saying like, when there's someone who is just steps in mm-hmm. and is like, let me help you. Let me love mm-hmm. you. Let me take care of this for you. It's a, it is a little bit of a different energy when you're like, versus like, hiring someone to give you a massage or like or like that genuine physical touch like anyone that actually I mean, you know this too like i'm not a touchy person like yeah. I, I don't love much to my chagrin i know you're like do you want a hug i'm like i'm like get the f- no I'm bitch like, i don't i'm like come merge bodies with me Just, i'm like sit in the same chair with me but that's so interesting because in the beginning of a relationship, I am. And I'm like that with my kids, but like, yeah, I'm just not. And I don't, I don't, well, I don't know. I've got some, that's another topic for a different day. But <laughs> I do feel like this, this, what we're talking about is like this vulnerability where you like let your, do you, I guess I'm asking you, do you let your guard down totally in those situations? Do you feel like you can? I guess I'm saying I don't. It's 100%. about it depends. It it's about like I mean when it's about I I'm realizing oh, especially over the last year, I'm realizing a lot that that there is like a there's like a a kind of like um emotional it's mostly like emotional but also physical safety like a like some kind of like cellular safety nervous system safety that i don't feel all the time but especially in the presence of others but when i do it does feel like i can like unzip and i can like sp- i can like spill out and be my true unguarded but like safely unguarded, not like spilling out in like a messy, oversharing, um, unhealthy way, but like unzipping and stepping out as like I can take a full deep breath way. Like I can do it, shout out with my therapist most of the mm-hmm. time. Um, <laughs> I can do it with with Aaron, the esthetician. Sorry, I'm just laughing because it's every time. I know, I know. I I I don't I think I told her. I don't remember if I told her, but um yeah. 
I need to on Thursday. I'm going to make sure that I'm like, yo, do you know that someday you're going to be internet famous? Um, but I mean, she's a pretty big part of my life. Um, uh, I should like give her a nickname so I can at least like call her a name or something. Um, there's very few. There's very few people, but. Yes, I can be that way, especially because I don't really equate it to the, I don't like walk into Aaron's space and go like, I'm paying Aaron for a facial, you know, like I'm like, I'm going to go see Aaron. Yeah. You know, it's I don't. I don't think of it as like I've hired her for the next hour and a half. I don't I don't think of it like that. Um. But there are things like I've gotten massages that I've paid for that I've been able to fully relax and fully be there for. But it took a while. Like there was, I had a massage therapist named Jesse. He was the best. He moved away and I cried real tears because it took a long time to feel like safe and comfortable with this, with anyone. Um, and then I've had massages just oh like, Oh my God. Have you ever had a creepy massage? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I had the creepiest massage experience. I don't think I ever told you about this. No, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, okay. So I book a massage. I go into the room and it's a guy, right? And he's like, I think he's European, right? So I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, whatever, dog, you know, let's do this. I walk in, I lay down on the table. He's like, I'll be right back. He comes in and all of a sudden, like, it's like I had underwear on because I always keep my underwear on, but really? he kept taking. This is like you a don't. big, this is like a big top. This is like a hot topic. Yeah. Well, unless, unless I don't feel safe, mm. then, then yeah. Um, I always keep all it on. natural. Okay, I yeah, think we're no. discovering a lot about me in this episode, but I just like <laughs> don't feel safe, can't be vulnerable, have a lot of wounds. So <laughs> we'll deal with that with my therapist <laughs> later on. So see, my wounds are I have to pretend that I am comfortable and I'm being cool. <laughs> oh, I'm a feral animal in the corner crying, like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> so he like takes the sheet because you know they take the sheet they mm -hmm. fold it he goes in the butt crack but with the underwear and then there's a little vaginal lip also i know it's exposed i know it's out oh he, my god he, i know i could feel it i could feel air on the area and then he's like up and down the thigh up and in toward the lip but not and yeah it was really it was very um intrusive right but also, he acted like, like it was totally normal the whole time and this is so Okay, why didn't I say anything? Let's right. talk about that. Oh my god, what would you yeah, have done? I probably would have laid there being like, I should say something, but like, what should I say? Like in real life, I would have been real like, life. what do I? How do I? What do I do? But like, I know now that like you just sit up and go like, I don't like this, or like stop, because I know that in real life. I just shout out C money. Uh, yesterday, I I was like, wait, this is something I want to notice. I want to notice that 
if if my life, if something is in my life isn't working for me, then it's not working. So I need to stop. Stop doing it. Stop it. Like, because it doesn't matter if it's working for that guy. Like, well, I don't want to berate myself here on this Come Clean pod, but I'm a little mad at myself for not saying anything. But it was one of those instances where I'm like, does he know that this is? I mean, come on. You fucking know, right? He knew. Right? I mean, I don't know, but probably, you know. Or is it just like, was it his style to get up all in my shit like that? Like, no. 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 So, you know, these things happen. They do. They do. And that's fucked up. I had a weird couples massage once. And it was the kind where it was like all the sheet tucking and like. But what was weird was that it was like they were trying to like shield me from my boyfriend. And I was like, of the four people in this room, (laughs) he's the one who sees me naked. It's you two that like it was it was weird and then she was like he was like like really like oh, pulling yeah. on the sheet I was like getting yanked around a lot but soft and slow and gentle it is a thing that women really do understand for some reason yeah. it doesn't I, translate i like a male massage therapist because i like their big forearms and you know like they're they have yeah. like bigger like i like a bigger surface area but that's why that's why Jesse was the best. Going along with with these boundaries and realizing too late. It's like it's so hard when you know in the moment that you're uncomfortable and you don't like something and you don't want it to keep going, but but not knowing how to move forward. It's I mean it's like fight flight freeze or fawn, you know? It's like We've been so conditioned to make other people comfortable, not rock the boat, not, you know, am I going to be safe in this room if I, if I say stop, if I, you know, there's so much that goes into those moments, but to not get too deep in the weeds on that, down that rabbit hole, I will share that, that yesterday I was talking therapeutically with someone i don't know who <laughs> but uh in a nice therapeutic setting i was speaking with someone and and i was in reference actually to my my yoga business lionheartmvmt.com if anyone's looking for some online yoga cuz the first week i had put up a schedule that was it didn't look ambitious as if that was my only schedule but I'm also teaching at another studio and privately and running another business, cleanlionhearttcleanlioncompany.com, uh, no, if anyone needs clean, uh, cleaning products. Your cleaning um, products are legit. Just want to say. Th- Go ahead. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I worked very hard over the last decade to make them that way. Um, but we had talked last week about... I was like, yeah, but if I don't, if I don't set my schedule, she's like, well, what's wrong with, with not, with not starting slow and building up? And I was like, oh, that's failing because if you, if you don't 
put if you don't start at at a high level and push yourself to to start somewhere that you like you're pretty sure you could do then you're already saying like I'm no good because I couldn't do this high level of of work and demands so you're already saying that you can't do it and she was she like made a face and I was like so what I'm seeing is that <laughs> that's not true. And it also, as I said it out loud, it does sound crazy. And over the week between our meetings, I was like, you know what? I really do realize that if something isn't actually working for me, it doesn't matter. Like it didn't feel like me that was saying those things. It felt like a voice put on me from somewhere else, like something, a learned thing, a conditioned thing of like, if if I'm like killing myself to try to get back home in time to get into the studio, my studio to to get this class going online and running ragged, like that's not why I created this life where I don't have to have a nine to five. Like that, so that's not working for me. So that means it's not going to work for anybody. That means I'm not going to be showing up as the teacher that I can and want to be, you know? So that's, that's something that I, that I would like to continue to explore and to share with people out there of that. If it's not working for you, then it's not working for your life. You're the driver of your life. You're the owner of your life. And it's not going to then work for your people. It's not going to work for your family. It's not going to work for your friends. It's not going to work for your future. Well, we talked in the podcast that we had with Tansy. Remember, she mm. was saying like how much we attach our value, our self-worth to the outcomes of situations. And that's just simply not true. And mm -hmm. it's so hard because we live in such a production society that tells us mm -hmm. otherwise. And sometimes it really is just a slow thing where you're in a therapeutic setting with a therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> um, jokes aside, I uh, I actually was talking to my therapeutic person, <laughs> and um, I have to share this quickly because it's such an it's such an obvious silly little thing. But we were talking about how. I don't know if this is who you are, but I can make a grocery list and it does not matter what is on that list. If it's in front of me on my phone, if you remind me before I leave the house, I'm going to forget it. I don't care. I don't know why that happens to me, but I will always 100% <laughs> of the time. It's, it's, it's without fail. I'm going to forget like something on the list. It's not going to come home with me. So last week, I had um, ground beef in our fridge, but I didn't realize that I needed to buy new ground beef because the beef had went bad or whatever. So I'm telling mm -hmm. my therapist this because this contributed to my stress of the day. I'm like, I didn't have any food and like whatever. And she says, so what if next time you went grocery shopping, you just bought extra ground beef and just put it in your freezer? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I told my husband this where he's like, so you just paid your counselor like $125 to state the obvious. And I was like, yes. And it was worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't Listen, care. dude, you didn't tell me to do that. And yeah, no. So, hey, you know, it is so obvious, but I actually was like, holy shit, why didn't I think of that before? Anyway. Sometimes you need someone else to tell you something, you know? Yeah, sometimes you do. I mean, I have plenty of friends, but none of my friends told me to buy an extra thing of ground beef. I'm not really <laughs> sure why. My, uh, one of my clients... <laughs> For a couple of weeks, she'd been avoiding uh, a pose, warrior two. Um, she'd had a knee replacement last year, and and uh, the, we've gone through the stage, a lot of stages of healing, and and it's been a really tremendous. And I've been honored to be a part of this process with her. Um, but she got to this point a couple, well, probably a couple months ago. At this at this point where she was like, you know, I'm just not going to do warrior twos anymore. So, you know, I know it's going to be hard for you to not say them for a little while, but like, I'm just not going to do them. I'll just, I'll do something else or, you know, and it really only, it's a private. So like, it's my job to, to not to like be with her, you know, and be there for her body. So, you know, it wasn't hard to adjust, but I knew, I absolutely knew that she could do it, that it was in her mind that she was that was a fear it wasn't a physical issue and so I I went with it for a little while and then very short amount of time I went with it and then the other day I I you know I brought I'm like I'm gonna have you come into a warrior two it's gonna be brief but I'm gonna have you come into it and she did it and then the next time I I did it again and she's like you know what you know what it is it's that I wasn't engaging my inner thighs enough. And she goes, why didn't you tell me that? And I was like, <laughs> and I, I just paused for a minute and I put my hand on her back and she goes, at the same time, she said, you did. And I said, I did like at the exact same time. And, and, oh, and I go, sometimes you just need to feel it for yourself, you know? And she goes, I go, well, what were you, like, how did you figure it out? And she told me she was, she took a, a studio class of mine online over the weekend. And, and she was like, yeah, I don't know. Something just happened. And I was like, I was like to myself, oh man, I'm feeling that thing in my knee. And I engaged my inner thighs and it went away. And I was like, well, I'm really glad that you, that you figured it out for yourself. Like, it doesn't matter that it's like I didn't even so... want to say this, but I was like, I didn't. It doesn't even matter that I've been telling you this since get go. You figured it out for yourself, and now it's gonna be with you forever. Well, it's like something you can't unsee. Like there are so many things that have happened where I'm like, how did I not? First of all, I would like to say that Norton High School did me dirty with commas because. I've been writing papers a lot. And so the first couple of papers I wrote, I was like, I got this. I'm so good at English. <laughs> Let me tell you, I did not know where and how to use commas until now. I'm pissed about it. <laughs> and I cannot unsee it. I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's really, 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 really intense. But when until you experience it mm -hmm. or feel it or see it you can't never go back like you just right. it's it's like it's the practice it's what you cannot unknow the things that you have learned Absolutely. they're there 
And, and like you is, can you can be told something, but until it becomes like it's like knowledge into wisdom. Yeah. Like something can be dropped in your head, but until you and it's like we talked about last week. Well, last time we recorded. So by the time you guys hear this, a couple weeks ago, that like until you process when I said the dumb rhyme about you need to heal to feel, you need to feel mm-hmm. to heal. It's like you have to process and digest. It's just like food. Like you can't your body doesn't know what to do with an apple. That's why you have to chew it. And your esophagus has to like work it down and your stomach has to break it down with acid and then your intestines need to do stuff. Like that's how you get that's how you get the nutrition. It's the same thing with information, it's the same thing with emotion. Like everything has to do its part. That's the only way we get through stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like you wouldn't get any nutrition if you just like shoved an apple down your throat and put it in your stomach. Like it's the same thing if you just tried to be like, I'm not, I, this big thing happened to me and I'm just going to shove it down. Or you're in high school and you're, you're doing 700, you're doing like, well, I don't know if you're, did you guys have block schedules or periods? Did you take like eight classes or four classes each semester? It was, eight i think oh so we had block schedules so we took four classes a semester and but they were an hour and a half long so we had like we have four really long classes i don't know i might be lying to you i really don't remember i feel Um, like it was more though i feel like 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 regardless you know like you're learning a lot of stuff you've got like social things and after school stuff like there's a lot coming into you at the same time plus you're going through puberty and like and so like unless you process that information and use it then it doesn't become wisdom it doesn't like actually become of you same with food same with emotion same with all kinds of stuff we have to be involved in the processes of our lives we can't just float above them or and i think a lot of us do that and some people never decide to get in the weeds with it but on that note go to psychology today find a therapist near you (laughs) (laughs) oh i love you guys (laughs) thank you so much everyone have a good week come clean is produced by ando hawthorne and holiday m hill all ideas and opinions expressed are evolving and should not be taken out of the context of the larger conversation We're always learning and we'll continue to do our best. If you like the pod, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share with a friend. It really helps. You can follow the pod on Instagram at comecleanpod. Ando is at yours truly Ando. Holiday is lionheartmbmt. Or email us to comecleanpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.